here. It's gonna be better. It's gonna be different. I got a really good feeling about it this year. It's gonna be better. It's got so much promise. Well, hey there, friends and neighbors. It's Dan Cavallari, Slow Guy on the Fast Ride with another Slow Guy on the Fast Ride podcast. And I am here today to talk clothing. I love clothing. I, I love all the geekery around clothes when it comes to bikes, uh, whether it's you know the skin tight stuff or the baggy stuff. I, I love it. I think there's just so much to invest in because you know we we spend most of our time uh, on a bike you know, complaining about uncomfortable clothing or anything like that. We put a lot of time and effort into thinking about chamois. We, you know, that is such a big, a big dictator of how comfortable your ride is going to be. Uh, so, and, and plus, you know, who wants to look like a dork, right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes we do that on purpose, but we generally speaking want to look good and feel good. And that really can have a massive, massive impact on our ride, but good clothing is not cheap. Uh, we've seen that uh, that become the reality even more so in recent years. Uh, you know, it it takes a lot of time, effort, and uh, and really some mastery to make great clothing. Uh, and so, a lot of us have turned, as we always do, to the internet to find used clothing, which you know is always kind of a crapshoot. You know, you got the 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 Folkleys, the the fake Oakleys. You've got the you know. The, the jersey you order that shows up ripped with with armpit stains. You know, it's it's a hard world <laughs> to keep yourself comfortable and performing well on the bike. Kitspo has come up with a really unique uh, way to ensure that you can get uh, used clothing uh, that that's good and at a good price. It's a, it's a really unique program. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that today, about why this might be a model that works uh, for a lot of companies going forward uh, and, and how Kitspo is sort of at the forefront of that. So on the line right now, we're going straight to the top. Uh, I've got the CEO of Kitspo, David Bilstrom. David, thanks for coming back on the show. It's, it's been a while. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's been uh, just about a year and it's been quite a momentous year at Kitspo. First year of employee ownership. But yeah, so you've got uh, the employee ownership program. We're going to start there because I think the the used clothing program is really cool, and we're going to talk pretty in depth about that. But first, you know, let's go back and do a little catch up on what we talked about in the last time we we talked, which was the employee ownership program of Kitspo. Now, Kitspo uh, implemented this program just over a year ago. Tell me about it. What is it, and how does it work, and how has it been going? So on Kitspo's 10th uh, birthday, which was January 3rd, 2022, um, we closed on a transaction where I helped the employees negotiate and execute uh, an agreement to buy Kitspo from the original founder and the original investors. So um, it was a logical step in retrospect, uh, certainly not an easy one. Um, uh, I want everyone listening to appreciate that the leaders at Kitspo um, uh, all came to work at Kitspo as employees. So the idea that they would own the company outright, let alone run and own the company as an employee-owned company was was not even a possibility. So um, one of the first things that they wanted to do as it became a reality was to make it a benefit corporation. So benefit corporations are like regular mm -hmm. corporations, except that they're allowed to, and they're empowered to embrace goals other than profitability, um, in addition to profitability and shareholder value. And the way that I simplistically explain this is that if you think about how Exxon sued the US government and tried to avoid paying for the costs of the Valdez cleanup for over 20 years, 
they did that under the concept that they needed to preserve shareholder value. And so a benefit corporation, if it has chosen environmental responsibility, could instead spend money cleaning up an oil spill that they made rather than fighting the government over the cost of, of cleaning it up. So um, there are, I am not an expert on this, but I want to say there's uh, 8,000 benefit corporations in the United States right now, Ben and Jerry's, Patagonia, um, a long list, uh, one of my favorites, King Arthur Flower. These are benefit corporations and they've chosen, uh, in addition to running a business, to doing good for the public benefit. And Kitspo chose um, changing our industry, making our employees happier and wealthier, helping our community, and sustainability for the earth. So we are not yet profitable, and we need to get there um, as soon as possible. And on our path, we also are embracing these four values. So it has been a very difficult year. Um, the entire retail landscape changed in part because of supply chain, ironically, in part because of the success of 2021. 2021 was uh, specific, specifically the fourth quarter of 2021 was one of the most successful quarters for almost every outdoor brand, bicycle company, um, apparel company in the general use, uh, retail in general. There was a resurgence following the pandemic crunch and um, a lot of brands ordered their clothes for 2022 on the expectation that that boom would continue. And it didn't. And you can read about this all over the internet, but essentially a whiplash from uh, too much inventory. Mm -hmm. So even today, uh, January 2023, you can pass pretty much any Target store in the United States and you will see containers parked in the parking lot. Those are filled with products that haven't sold yet because they haven't even been put on the shelf yet because the shelves are overflowing with inventory. So that was the environment for, for 2022, and it was a tough one. We don't have our final numbers yet, but we're looking at somewhere between 10 and 15% growth for the sale of our apparel in 2022 over 2021. And I do not know of any other brand that had growth. In fact, you're starting to read about the layoffs. Sure, sure. So 2022 was tough, um, but we persevered. We had great customers. Um, we also ran a uh, community round of financing that got a huge response. So we have 315 new investors from our community that want to help us help the leaders at Kitspo um, take this forward. So um, that fundraising round is, is still underway. We picked up about 60% of the money. Uh, in fact, it was 40% subscribed in the first 10 days. It was really very encouraging wow. that the community in these tough times came out to help. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so those are some of the things that happened in our first year. We haven't laid anybody off. We made 16,000 garments, give or take, all by hand, all in Old Fort, North Carolina. As I like to say, um, all the clothes I wear every day were made by my neighbors. Nice. And there's some really cool stuff going on there. I mean, I just, I want people to appreciate that um, when you buy clothes from almost every other brand, including some of the stalwart brands we all admire, a good chunk of that money goes overseas and never comes back because those clothes were all made overseas. 98% of all the clothes sold in the United States are made offshore. So 
if you figure that the labor is perhaps half the cost of the garment and the garment is marked up probably 100%, it means 25% of the money spent on those $300 bib shorts is going to stay in Vietnam or China or wherever it is. It's never coming back. So when you buy Kitsbo, it stays here. Mm-hmm. So we still source some of our material overseas. So we can't say 100% of it stays here, but all the labor does. And it's really exciting. It stays in our community. We had a $2 million payroll last year. Uh, we had a $2 million payroll the year before. And we had a $2 million year of payroll the year before that. We've put $6 million into the economy right here in North Carolina, which is which is something to be proud of. Nice. So I, I want to just back up real quick because, you know, we hear a lot about venture capitalism and these investments in in businesses and your angel investor opportunities are a little different. So can you just really briefly explain what you're trying to do there? Yeah, Dan, that's a, a good point. So there's two things going on. One is venture capitalists do not invest their own money. There's two or three venture capital firms in the world that do that, but for the most part, they invest other people's money. So the thing about investing other people's money fundamentally is they want it back. Not someday, they want it back on a schedule. (laughs) So most venture capital firms return the money back to their investors from their successful speculative investments in startups and companies um, in a five to seven year timeframe. So when you see that a company was acquired and you read about that in the paper and you uh, or online and you check to see that it was venture backed, then one of the reasons why it was acquired is it was time to sell it. So um, Kispo is not using venture capital in this new iteration of employee ownership. We do have investors, but they're angel investors, as you pointed out, and they do not have a specific time frame and expectation for being repaid. And that gives us the room to work and to create something, hopefully, um, that lives on forever in, in the local economy and the national economy, as opposed to being acquired. The second thing is when we set up this community round, we are not profitable and we do want to return that money back to those new investors, those 315. So we used a structure called revenue share, which is uh, on the rise in use because you don't have to have a profitable company. You arguably don't even have to have a successful company. So the terms uh, I'm not allowed to talk about in public, but you can see them at wefunder.com slash kitsbo. And at wefunder.com slash Kitspo, you can see what the terms are. But fundamentally, um, Kitspo will be on the hook for uh, a length of time to repay um, the money invested as a percentage of revenue each month, each quarter, each year. So um, it it is an accessible method for people to do impact investing. That's good information to have. I mean, you know, we've we've talked at length, you and I, David, about, you know, starting a small business. And I've been at that now for two years. And, uh, you know, the th- the the money uh, opportunities change so quickly in, in all of all industries, but particularly in the bike industry and, and in uh, and well, for me anyway, in the media industry. So, you know, finding different ways to build something meaningful without necessarily focusing exclusively on profit seems to be a a logical way forward for a lot of businesses that aren't massive conglomerates already making profits dependent regardless of the, the uh, situation in the, in the economy, uh, the world economy or the American economy. So this is a really interesting uh, way to do it as far as I'm concerned. Um, And I think, 
one of the things that that you're doing uh, in terms of uh, setting your business apart, not only from the way that you make money and also how you return that money to investors, but also how you're running this uh, in general, uh, building community and, and bringing your employees into the fold and, and giving them ownership uh, leads to things like uh, innovation. And you know it leads to things like uh, trying new ideas. And I think one of the wonderful ideas that you have started is the experienced apparel store. And we're going to talk at length about that and after the break. But before we take a quick break here, can you just tell me very quickly what the experience store, uh, exper- experienced apparel store is and where people can find it? So um, you can find it by just going to kitspo.com and there are numerous links. Just look for experienced apparel, click on it and you'll be in the store. And it's a separate store from our main store. And it's a place where you can buy used Kitspo apparel and individuals can sell and Kitspo also is doing a little bit of selling there. Any item that Kitspo is selling is identified with a little flag. It says brand direct. But really the hope is it is mostly individuals selling their Kitspo. And uh, for those of us who, who, who want to buy Kitspo at a more affordable price, this is awesome. And it, the prices are very reasonable. I mean, I saw, I saw $185 shirts for $40. And, um, as I think you and many of your listeners know, the Kitspo stuff is expensive in part because it's incredibly durable and I don't want to oversimplify it, but there's just two ways to do that. One is to use awesome fabric that lasts forever and doesn't tear easily and then construct, you know, using double and triple stitches and very thoughtful construction. So thing armpits don't tear out and cuffs don't fray. So if you do those two things, you know, our clothes are known for lasting for years, multiple seasons and, and hard use, wear it every day, every other day. So when it doesn't fit anymore, or it doesn't, um, it, it just doesn't ring your bell. You find yourself not pulling it out of the closet. Well, you can list it for sale here. And there is someone out there who's going to appreciate that. And so that's, that's fundamentally how it works. Um, We'll talk more in detail exactly how how that works, but the basic idea is you can get to stuff that at a better price. And you know, we we get requests all the time. Hey, I I had a pair of shorts from you you six years ago, and I just loved them to death, and now and now they're worn out. When are you going to make those again? And our answer often is, mm, we're not making that short anymore. We make a better one now. No, but it really fit me. Oh go to experienced apparel. You might find it. (laughs) Um, I mean, we haven't made a formal announcement, but it's unlikely that we'll ever make hoodies again. We made hoodies for six years. Our Merino hoodies were the first Merino hoodies that we know of, but today you have lots of choices in Merino hoodies. So we're not going to sell Merino hoodies anymore, or it's unlikely that we will still want one of those Merino hoodies experienced apparel. I'm looking at the site right now. I can see several. So that's the system working. So we're, we're, we're talking about a used marketplace specifically for Kitsbo apparel, which is to me a really cool concept. And we're going to dive into it a little bit after the break. First, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with David Bilstrom, the CEO of Kitsbo, to talk about the experienced apparel store. Whether you ride your bicycle for recreation, transportation, adventure, or competition, the Outspoken Cyclist has you covered. Show host Diane Jenks rubs virtual elbows with custom frame builders, legislators, Tour de France and Olympic champions, and even moms whose kids aspire to be the next gold medalist. 
Subscribe to the Outspoken Cyclist on your favorite app or go to OutspokenCyclist.com for show notes, links, and photos from every episode. The Outspoken Cyclist, podcasting since 2010. Welcome back to the Slow Guy on the Fast Ride podcast. I am your host, Dan Cavallari in Colorado, joining uh, joining you from Colorado, I should say. And today we are chatting with David Bilstrom, the CEO of Kitsbo, which is uh, based in North Carolina. And we're talking about the Experienced Apparel Store, which is a used marketplace specifically for Kitsbo Apparel. And this, to me, makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. First of all, Kitsbo Apparel in the mountain bike world and, and growing in the gravel world is very sought after apparel. It's beautiful. It's durable. People, it looks great. People really have, have sought out Kitsbo stuff. It's pricey. Uh, but the, the great thing about Kitsbo apparel is that it, it tends to last forever. Uh, and so a used marketplace uh, makes a lot of sense in that regard. And for those of us looking for, for good deals on uh, mountain bike clothing or gravel clothing, uh, this seems like a, a natural extension uh, of of being able to, uh, you know, ensure Kitsbo apparel stays in the in use longer. Uh, and one of the things that I'm curious about, and David, you can you can hopefully uh, tell me a little bit more, is, um, you know, first of all, how does this work? Now, if, am I just buying somebody's dirty shirt from five years ago? And how do you ensure that this is quality stuff? It's a great question, Dan. So, um, first of all, we need to give big props to Treat, T-R-E-E-T. This is a startup that operates the used store. So, uh, they've made it their mission to provide a great experience and they have their own customer support and they are, um, they're going to work with every buyer to make sure they're satisfied. So when you buy from the experienced apparel store, from an individual, um, they, you pay, but you're paying treat and they hold the money. And then when the seller is obligated to ship within a certain period of time, if they don't, the order's canceled. So when they do ship and you receive it, you have three days in which to accept it. So you can send it back if it, if it is not what you expected, if they sent it unwashed, uh, it it's torn or more likely it doesn't fit the way you thought you were going to fit it. You were not under any obligation to keep it. So once you have accepted and verified that you got what you expected to get, that's when treat releases the money to the seller. So this is the cool part. Um, we have gone ahead and decided the leaders at Kitsbo to subsidize these transactions. So the seller, when they, when they finally are paid because the buyer is satisfied, they get to choose between getting the cash minus a 10% fee or 110% credit in the kitspo.com regular store. So if you're a committed Kitspo customer and you've just sold that item that you either don't need or don't want anymore, now wherever you sold it for, you sold it for $50, you're going to have $55 to spend in the kitsbo.com store as a, as a gift card credit. And I did this myself recently and it was so cool because I sold three or four items. I got three or four gift cards. I was able to stack them all up and use them just like an electronic gift card in kitsbo.com and buy some new kitsbo that fit me better. So that's the system working. Now, what is so cool about all this is we're keeping stuff out of the landfill. We're keeping stuff out of your closet too. 
my closet had a bunch of old Kitspo that doesn't fit me anymore. And it's perfectly good. And it's not that I'm a hoarder. It's just, I'm like a busy guy. Like now I have this method that I learned right away that if I'm going to list something at experienced apparel, I should do it on my phone. I only have to take three pictures. I got to take a picture of the label, a picture of the front of the garment and a picture of the back of the garment, because these folks at treat have set it up to suck in all the photos from kitspo.com. So this is hooked up to kitspo.com and your experience as a seller is it is far easier to do this than say eBay. It's easier to do this than Poshmark. And the people coming to look at experienced apparel are people who presumably want Kitspo because it's all Kitspo and only Kitspo. So it's that narrow environment for the people who care about the brand. And if they're going to sell it, they're going to get 110% of their sale price back, which is, which is pretty cool. So, you know, Kitspo's not making money with this. In fact, it's costing us money, Yeah, but it's the right thing to do for the planet. It's the right thing to do. So we are already seeing people buy Kitspo, personal friends of mine who love the brand, (laughs) know some of the employees and just cannot rationalize a $185 shirt, but they're already buying stuff at, at experienced apparel. Yeah. And I think, you know, from the, uh, the marketing standpoint, you know, it's, it's the right thing to do certainly, but also it, it helps to build brand loyalty. You know, I think Patagonia is a really good, uh, example of that. What they're doing, uh, is, is building brand loyalty because they are making an effort to do the things that their customers believe in. Uh, and I think Kitspo is doing the same thing here. And and whether you're making money off of it or not, it is definitely a net benefit for Kitspo. Now, as a as a seller, so say I want to sell some of my my Kitspo clothing. Tell me a little bit about that process. What is it like? What can I expect if I'm not getting a gift card? Now, the 110% back, by the way, very cool. Um, but what if I want cash? I mean, tell me a little bit about the process of selling uh, something on the uh, experienced apparel store, uh, what the process is like and what I get out of it. Well, I went through the process myself, so I would know what it would be like. And it is very streamlined. Um, I have sold stuff on eBay before. I've sold stuff on Craigslist. And uh, this was by far the smoothest process. So I had to set up an account. And I think that was three questions. Um I didn't give it my bank information. I could if I wanted cash back, uh, but I didn't do that because I knew I wanted the credit back, the store credit. Um, If I did set up the bank, I noticed that also had three questions, right? Routing number, account number, and the name the account is in. So um, it's a pretty straightforward process. And as I mentioned before, I had to take three uh, images of each garment that I wanted to sell. if you have an account, if you've been buying stuff at kitspo.com the way I have, it actually had, it presented me all the things I've ever bought from Kitspo, which was a little embarrassing, but um, <laughs> paging through that, I could actually say that thing I bought in 2019, that's the thing I want to sell. So it already knows the color and size. So it's it's a pretty seamless, that close integration of kitspo.com with the used store makes it pretty different than eBay and Craigslist. Um, and then... Uh, so far, all of my items that I've shipped off have been verified by the buyer and I've gotten my money. Um, I also found that shipping it was pretty easy. I just clicked um, time to ship to this person and it it gave me a shipping label that I printed out on my computer. And the buyer is going to pay the shipping. I don't even know what it was. And I, I kind of don't care. Like, I just need to put this thing in a bag. 
um, and take it to the post office. And away it went. And now, so you said that there's two, uh, types of sellers on, on the used, uh, site. One is, you know, individuals from wherever selling whatever Kitsbo apparel they have. The other is Kitsbo itself. What Kitsbo direct products are making it into the experienced apparel store? So we've got, um, if we have a broken size run and it's out of season, we're selectively taking some of those items and putting them in, um, putting them in experienced apparel. And that is one heck of an opportunity because it's still in the bag. It's never been worn. It's brand new. It's warranted. I mean, it's, it's essentially new product at a discount. We also are selectively taking samples and one of a kind uh, projects. If it's wearable, even if we never launched it as a product, even if it doesn't have a product tag in it, we're, we're selling those typically for a very low cost, like 10 or $20, because we'd rather see that be worn as a garment than not be out there in the world. And we sure as heck are not sending anything to the landfill. So those are unique one of a kind items. Um, there's a fair amount of stuff. We have a very, very generous return policy. You can return your brand new Kitsbo for really any reason within 30 days and get cash back. And if it's more than 30 days, um, uh, we're going to give you a store credit back. But you know, we've had people return things two or three years later. Well, now what do we do with it? Even if it's unworn, we don't even offer that product anymore. So that's the kind of thing that you'll see in experienced apparel listed by Kitsbo as a brand direct item. Talk a little bit about the, uh, the warranty situation regarding any of the used clothing. I mean, what, what I find interesting here is that, uh, Kitspo does do things like repairs. Uh, you can send your garment back to get repaired and there are warranties and crash policies. Does any of that apply to the used apparel? Um, it applies at the front end, but not at the back end. So in other words, um, our warranty is for the original buyer. Now, um, when someone sells their item and they, they sell that in this store or on Craigslist or eBay or wherever, or they give it to a friend and that friend experiences a failure of manufacturing, if it's a product defect, we're going to fix it and we're not going to charge for that. We're going to either fix it or repair it. So it's a lifetime warranty and we don't look for proof of purchase. We're just going to take care of that customer. Now, um, uh, I sometimes call it, um, my, my dog ate my Kitsbo. So when, the, when the Kitsbo gear is damaged, but it's not Kitsbo's fault, it's your dog <laughs> or whatever. So, so long ago, we've been doing this now for five years, we will repair your Kitsbo and we'll lose money doing it. We have a set rate. I think it's, it's either $20, 30, 40 or 50, something like that. There's set fees for repair that don't come close to our actual cost. And we ship it after we repair it, we ship it back to you on us. That that shipping's free. So the repair policy is generous in that way, again, to keep clothes out of the landfill. Because we can probably repair it. And we've got um we have many of the original fabrics. And if we don't have the original fabric, we have a contemporary fabric that'll be just as good or better. We have the thread color. We have the expertise. It's all here because we're making it in America. We're not making it overseas. So we can repair it here in America. So we're very committed to our repair program. And we encourage people, if you want to sell something on experienced apparel and it has a flaw, 
send it into us for repair first, and then you sell it on experienced apparel. And then finally, we also do have a special policy, which is a nod to our origins and our original foundation, which is if you tear your kitsbo while you're riding your bike, if you have a crash on your bike, we're going to make that very affordable or free to fix. We want you to get back on your bike. You know, one of the biggest problems with clothing manufacturing has historically been the end of life. Uh, where does it go when it's reached the end of its usable life? Uh, does Kitspo have anything on the horizon in terms of a recycling program uh, or any sort of way to address that address the end of life of a garment? Great question, Dan. We are already recycling our scraps that are an unavoidable component of cutting and sewing. So um, we recycle those with a local partner here in North Carolina, and they turn that back into yarn, which is then being used in knits. Um, I just saw the other day um, the beanie hat that they're creating from our scraps. So um, we're going to continue to broaden that program because that is absolutely part of the circular economy, no question. Now, we actually pay for that service right now, so we pay that partner to come and take our scraps away and turn it into hats that they sell. We're not selling those hats, but that's a that's a natural path for us to continue on, I think. I don't think it'll be very long before you'll be able to buy certain items from Kitsbo that are recycled from Kitsbo. Thank you for for joining me today, David. And and for those of you listening, if you want to check out the uh, Kitsbo Experienced Apparel Store, it's just kitsbo.treat, that's T-R-E-E-T dot C-O. And you'll see all the uh, available apparel being sold there. And you can, of course, become a seller there yourself. Uh, And if you have questions about the program, uh, any questions for David, you can definitely reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at SlowGuyFastRide, on Instagram at SlowGuy on the Fast Ride. And of course, you can go to SlowGuyOnTheFastRide.com and reach out that way as well. David, uh, thank you for joining me today. And it was always uh, wonderful to chat with you. Hopefully, we can follow up with you again soon. Thanks, Dan. And for those of you listening, thanks for listening today. We'll catch you on the next episode of the Slow Guy on the Fast Ride podcast.